Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, boo! Yo, Adrian! I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Mabe, welcome to the cave. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I was, I've been looking forward to this chat all day. How have you been? I have been so great. How are you? Can't complain, right? Can't complain, no. <laughs> so, yeah, before we dive, you know, you have a, you had a show that just recently premiered uh, on Freeform. Everything's going to be okay. But before we dive into that, I was doing research on you. Comedy career. That's how you start yeah. off. I wanted, How did you fall in love with stand-up comedy? Yeah, so I, I always really loved being laughed at. Um, I always felt very comfortable when people were laughing at me. And that kind of, I, I then, I found a camp where I could go and I could learn how to write a joke and I could get on stage and have people laugh at me, which was a dream come true. Uh, and it went really, really well. It was a one-week camp. I was about 11 when I started doing it. And it went really well. And I killed, I did so well. I went back for a second week. And then I wrote another little set and I bombed. It was like the worst set I've oh, ever done man. in my entire life. Yeah, it was not a pretty scene. It was not great. Um, so I felt like I had to redeem myself. So I went to an open mic with my dad. And that's kind of how comedy started for me. Wow. Uh, where was the first time you performed for open mic? I did a I did ladies night at the Climate Lounge in New York City. Oh, which wow. was quite a show. Yeah. But you also now performed in some festivals I saw. One of them was in Boston. Like, tell us about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was the youngest to uh, to perform at the Women in Comedy Festival. And that was the first festival I ever did. I was 13, 14 when I did that. Um, it was it was so fun because I was doing multiple shows a night. I did a show called My Diary Show where I was reading for my diaries. And then I went and I did like a more traditional stand-up and uh, than storytelling. So it was all these different types of fields of comedy that I got to do over the course of a weekend. So it was a really fun experience. Now, when you, when you started writing your jokes and your material, like uh, who are like some of your favorite comedians that you kind of looked up to, to try to like model yourself after? Yeah. Um, so I love, like, I love George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Tignataro is probably one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, I, I grew up uh, with old school comics. My parents always had um, comedy albums or musical theater albums playing around the house. So that's kind of, um, that's how I was raised to really appreciate kind of old comedy and where it started. Like, uh, I love, absolutely love Moms Mabley, who was like the, one of the first real stand-up comedians. Um, and there isn't a ton of footage of her, but there's a little a couple stuff on YouTube and I, I love watching her perform. Who wow. In the stand-up comedy world, who do you think is the best stand-up comedian of all time? Or is that, um, like, I can't pick one. I don't think I can pick one. I don't know. I think it, there's people I appreciate for different things. Like, I love Tignataro and George Carlin for the fact that they don't, um, they don't care. You know, Tignataro yeah. did an entire set once uh, where she just pushed a stool around. And it was like a five-minute set. And if she didn't speak, yeah. she just pushed a stool on the stage. And that was so like brave of her to do because as a comedian really we have our voice and we hope people are going to laugh at our voice and when you don't it was that was I think a moment where I was like oh my god I want to be like her do you before the pandemic were you still performing at clubs 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I was doing a lot of regular performances at, at Flappers in, in California. Um, and then the pandemic happened. I did do a set in New York City on the sidewalk. And um, it was it was a weird experience because there were New Yorkers who were screaming at me for directions, which I mean, I'm from New York, so I'm used to it. But it was weird in the middle of a set to try to explain um, where yeah. the best pizza shop pizza shops were. <laughs> is there is there somebody you want to meet someday from the comedy world? I feel like or, I'm gonna or open to, for? Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like for the rest of my life I'm going to kick Nataro until it happens. I think she's like my I love her so much. Yeah. I I did uh, I I love um Maria Bamford who I got to work with on um on everything's going to be okay for um the second season and yeah. I did a short film with her that I co-wrote with uh, my mom uh, Steve Fraser Press and we filmed it over the pandemic and I would love to uh love to do so, a show with her she's yeah. fantastic so comedy stand-up comedy even like improv it's all storytelling and so is acting mm -hmm. what made you go into acting my parents are filmmakers so I um kind of tripped into acting they uh they put me in their film because it was cheaper than babysitting so I kind of <laughs> I had an easy in uh and then after that, I guess, I guess I just sort of fell in love with the fact that I could be all these different types of people. It's kind of, I guess that's the beauty of acting is you can be, um, you can be anyone. And that's kind of incredible. Did you take any acting lessons or you pretty much just jumped into it because you had help from your parents? I, I just jumped into it. Um, I, I would love to go and, and, and take acting lessons maybe when, when the world opens up again. But I did yeah. a lot of improv. That was more my my acting lessons was improv and just going on the subway and writing down different characters and kind of mimicking people, I think yeah. was a very big part of, of how I was trying to figure out characters. What do you, what do you find easy? Uh, or uh, let me rephrase that. Like, yeah. Like how do you, what do you find easier comedy or acting? Hmm. I don't know. I, I really like comedy because it's an instant, like an instant reaction. Um, yeah. I mean, you get that from theater as well, which which I, I absolutely love. But I th I guess with comedy, you have a bit more control if you aren't the person creating the, the thing you're acting in. With yeah. comedy, you just have more control about what you're going to say. And, and I guess I really like that. But I guess there's pros and cons to each. Right, right. So yeah, let's talk about everything's going to be okay. Like, uh, how did you get involved with this project? Yeah, I, uh, so I, I did a self-tape um, from New York. I did a self-tape and I sent in some of my comedy because uh, Josh Thomas, who does everything on the show, he um, is a stand-up comedian and I thought that that might help and it did. And then I came to California and I talked with Josh for a bit and I did, um, I performed, I did an audition for Freeform and then, then they liked me and it worked out. Oh, wow. Now, oh, where's, the, where's the show filmed? It's filmed, it was filmed in Agora Hills. The pilot was filmed in Agora Hills. And then the rest of the show was filmed in Van Nuys. Oh, wow. And yeah. so, so season two recently premiered. Uh, for the mm -hmm. viewers and the listeners, tell us a little bit what the show is about, if they haven't seen it or, want, or uh, watched it. Yeah, so um, it's about a 20-something uh, Australian guy played by Josh Thomas, and he's coming and staying with his American his, his, his dad and his two half-brothers in America for the summer. Um, and right when he's about to leave to go on a, on a trip, 
uh, he learns that his dad has cancer and then the dad dies and he suddenly is the, um, the guardian of his two half siblings, one of which has autism. Tell us about your character and, and, uh, and how much do you enjoy playing this character? Oh, I love, I love playing Genevieve. She is such a, a, a thrill to play. She very much, she keeps the entire family together. Um, we see, especially uh, in, this, in this season, there are moments where she is not with her family and they kind of, they're without her. And you realize that uh, when they are all apart, everything falls apart uh, and it's not quite right. Something's always missing, um, which is so beautiful because it's such an unconventional family and such a kind of this unconventional um, friendship love story between these siblings who just they just are trying their best yeah. to um, survive life and they just really need each other. Yeah. How, how would you describe her? And uh, did you have, do you have any difficult like any uh, not difficulties, but like challenges playing this character? I think I mean, it wasn't a, necessarily a challenge, but it, it involved a lot of really fun research. I, so I don't I have two siblings. Um, but I, I don't have a sibling who is on the autism spectrum. So I didn't know that experience. Um, so I, I did, a, I did a, as much research as I could find about what it's like to be a sibling without autism um, for somebody who, who is on the autism, autism spectrum, which was really fun. I love research and I love researching for parts. Um, but she's just very, she's very quiet sometimes. Sometimes you don't really know what she's thinking or how she's feeling because she likes to be in the background and she likes to make sure that her sister Matilda is safe and is comfortable and that she's okay. So oftentimes she will sacrifice her own needs um, yeah. to make sure that she's happy. Um, now with your character, is there anything that you would change about her if you could? I don't, I don't know. I guess it, it'd be cool to see her stand up for herself a bit more she does it a yeah. bit more in this season which is nice um she smiles in this season she didn't smile like at all in the first season she was very moody and angsty and she's still moody and angsty but she laughs a bit which is yeah. nice so like uh working with the cast like how would you describe that and like the vibe on set oh such a great cast we are such a uh an interesting group of folks and when you put us all in a room together, we uh, usually don't know how to interact very well socially with other people, but we somehow found this kind of beautiful friendship with each other. Um, and they're just funny. And they're very much like Adam and Josh and Kayla have become family and, and like siblings to me. And uh, it's very nice. It's so welcoming on set. And uh, season two, how many episodes are we going to see for season two? 10 episodes. 10 episodes on, was this filmed like now during the pandemic also yeah yeah we filmed during the pandemic um which it, it it was it was kind of nice in the sense that we kind of got to leave this real life pandemic world and enter yeah. this sort of not as as scary fake world um for a couple months so that was really calming and kind of therapeutic to go to work and to enter this different life but you couldn't, you know, you couldn't see the crew's face. You could only see their eyes. So there was a lot less um, interacting on set, but still, you know, we talked as much as we could between set and it was still very friendly and very safe. Yeah. 
I assume that you guys were like, you know, like pretty much in a bubble while you were filming for yeah. a few months. How many months did you film the 10 episodes? We, three, three months, I think. And yeah, we, 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 we would have to go back to dressing rooms um, between takes. And then when we were doing um, on location stuff, so when we were filming all the stuff outside, we actually literally had bubbles that we would sit in. Um, little tents that zipped up so we didn't have to um, be around other people, which was nice. I really wish they let me take that home. I, I really liked it. <laughs> well, I've had other guests on when, you know, they filmed things like during the pandemic and then when they were pretty much describing the bubble, they were like, we could only go to the hotel, go to work, go back to the hotel. Is that how it was for you also or wherever you lived at? Yeah, yeah, we could um, only go home. Everyone kind of put everything else on pause. Um, and yeah, yeah, we couldn't, yeah, yeah, no, yes, exactly like that. I would just go home and go to set and go home and go to set. And it was nice. So there really wasn't anywhere that I was going to go anyway. That yeah. was kind of my life beforehand. But So uh, when you're not working, uh, what do you enjoy doing other than stand-up comedy and acting? Yeah, um, I love, I love baking. Big, big fan of the Great British Bake Off. So I'm, I'm, I'm practicing right now. So I can get my my British, I want to get my citizenship and and leave America and then go be on the Great British Bake Off. I feel like that would be a nice thing to do in my in my adulthood. I also love love musical theater. I absolutely love watching. I love watching bootlegs of musical theater, and I know a lot of people don't. Uh, they don't think they're great, but I really love them. I love watching like the high school productions of theater. That's that's how I spend my time doing comedy, watching musical theater, and uh, and baking. How often do you write, uh, like for your stand-up? How often do you write? Whenever an idea comes, I'll I'll put it down. There are napkins around the house of little jokes and ideas that I've had. Um, whatever I can, whatever I can find to write it down on, I'll write it down on. I I always like to have a notebook or the notes app kind of on my phone, but I, I like yeah. writing in notebooks a bit more. It feels more, it feels more real to kind of write down in a notebook. Yeah, you're not on your phone. Like I know I've had comedians on with like middle of the night, they pick up their phone and they just start typing notes. Yeah, I, forget I have it in to the do morning. that sometimes. I, I like having my phone by me because I always feel like I come up with my funniest stuff at night, uh, but then you wake up and you realize it was complete trash. <laughs> Uh, lastly, uh, how can the listeners and the viewers find you on social media? Yeah, uh, so um, Maeve, M-A-E-V-E Press, that's what I have uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And then I, I am on TikTok. I, I really did try to get into it. <laughs> um, it's So my TikTok is maybe far away, like from Annie. Um, it was either going to be that or Ice Ice maybe or... Um, <laughs> or maybe this time it was a, it was a, I had a very long list of things I could do with my name, but um, that's maybe great. this, yeah. So that's where you can find me on TikTok. <laughs> maybe this was great. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.